What's up, guys? Ryan Horn here, and welcome to the Extraordinary Man Podcast. This is the one and only podcast specifically designed to help married businessmen create more profit and purpose in their business without sacrificing their family, health, or marriage in the process. Each week, I interview some of the world's most extraordinary men, including seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs, elite athletes, best-selling authors, and world-class speakers. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the recap episode of my interview with Pastor Anthony Richards from episode 130 titled How to Maximize Your Potential. Pastor Anthony is an amazing man, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you have not listened to the full episode, you're going to want to make sure you go back and do that. This is one of the most impactful episodes I believe I've ever put out. All right, let's dive in. So he's originally born and raised in Sydney, Australia, and his grandpa actually emigrated from Wales to Australia, so his dad's first generation Australian. And his dad was in ministry. His mom had a severe mental illness, which dramatically shaped his life. And his dad ended up having to go get a different job. And there were lots of issues there. But despite that, even as a kid going through some really difficult circumstances, he always chose to believe that God was with him, which I think is really awesome. And he talked about his school experience. It was pretty rough because he got bullied and got beaten up, made fun of because of his mom and her severe mental illness and you know some of the things that she would do publicly and he also had teachers that were just plain jerks at times i mean he mentioned uh this guy mr wallace who basically told him he's not going to amount to anything and he told this story about how he brought a rubik's cube to school with him one day and his teacher was like richards why do you have that you know you're never gonna be able to figure that out and uh, he ended up winning a school competition by putting it together in 45 seconds so he talked about how he used all of that as fuel to prove people wrong, but also that he he didn't always channel it the correct way, right? He It turned into a, a fairly significant anger problem that he had for a while, but it made him determined ultimately, and he wanted to prove people wrong, which I think served him in a lot of ways in his life. So like I mentioned, he grew up in a, a very blue-collar, working-class neighborhood. His family didn't have a lot, and he wanted to change that. So he went to college, became a CPA, and eventually he was you know, a senior manager at a large accounting firm for over 13 years. And after that, he became the CEO for this startup property development company in Sydney and essentially oversaw its growth from pretty much zero to over $200 million per year in revenue. And from there, he also transitioned into a, a role in advertising for a short period of time and Around that same time, they took a trip to Minnesota. His wife actually lived in Minnesota for three years when she was growing up because her dad had a a job posting there. So they came back to visit friends and his brother had moved to the U.S. by that time, was in Illinois. And so they came to Minnesota and basically he really struggled to understand Minnesota, Minnesotans and the culture because it is very, very different than Australians. And when they're leaving, basically said, you know, I don't think I could ever live in Minnesota. I just wouldn't be able to handle it. And his wife said this phrase (laughs) that he said has been ringing in his ears for the last 17 years, which is, well, unless God told us to. And he was like, oh yeah, of course. And they ended up having a seven hour discussion about it as they drove from Minnesota to Chicago. And by the end, basically felt like God was calling them to come to Minnesota. So that's what they did. He became credentialed as a pastor. They sold everything they owned and came to Minnesota in 2005 
and he has been in ministry here ever since. And currently, he's leading the Crosstown campus and is also executive pastor of Global for River Valley Church. Then I asked him about some of the biggest lessons he's learned from business. And first of all, he started off sharing about how most lessons you learn are painful. He told this story about when he was a little kid and he didn't know how to ride a bike, and he told his dad he did. And he got on and was riding it, but he didn't know how to stop. So he stuck his foot in the spokes to stop it. And it didn't turn out well, right? But he learned a lesson from that, but it was a painful one. But essentially what he said is that in business, he's been most successful when he sets clear targets and boundaries and develops a vision for what he wants and then a mission to accomplish that and then design the strategy. Then I asked him about his mission in life. So when he was 21 years old, he was praying, asking God, you know, what do you want me to do? What should my mission be? And this is what he came up with. His mission in life is to passionately live to his potential in Christ and to equip, encourage, inspire, and challenge everybody he meets to do the same, which is pretty amazing. I love that. He also talked about his vision, how his vision is to, at the end of his life, be standing before God and, and have God tell him, well done, good and faithful servant. But his mission is how he's going to achieve that vision. And we got on the topic of passion because he said basically, you know, I don't know how you can live to your potential without having passion. And so I asked him, first of all, you know, why are you so passionate about Jesus? And also, you know, how can other people be more passionate? Essentially what he said is he's so passionate because he really understands Jesus and what he has actually done for him personally, that he is his savior. And some practical tips, if you want more passion, you want to be more passionate about Jesus, read your Bible, pray more, and ask God for it. Then we talked briefly about a 14-day trip that we took together along with several other people, including my wife, Brittany, to Turkey and Greece. Amazing 14-day trip we took in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul. So we went and visited tons of biblical sites, and I highly recommend if you've not listened to my interview with Jeremy Stein, he was our teacher and guide for the trip absolutely amazing. He goes over in detail every site we went to and uh, absolutely amazing episode. But I asked Pastor Anthony what his biggest takeaways from the trip. It's been a few months now, so we've kind of had some time to reflect and let it all soak in. And first thing that he said was he's been to Israel a couple times and he wasn't really sure how this would compare, right? Turkey and Greece, that's not really talked about a lot as holy lands, right? Everybody talks about Israel. Everybody goes to Israel. So he wasn't really sure what to expect, but how he was blown away and, and basically impacted equally by, by going to Turkey and Greece uh, versus going to Israel. And essentially what he said is that a lot of things were stirred in him. And his biggest takeaway is that he needs to encourage people to have godly boldness. And his question basically is taken away from that is how do I inspire and challenge people to be more bold? Because most people love to be equipped. They love to be encouraged. They love to be inspired, but not challenged, right? Those are the four parts from his mission, equip, encourage, inspire, and challenge. So basically he said he wants to have the combination of the boldness of Paul with the compassion of Timothy. And I asked him what his favorite site was. For him, he said far and away it was Laodicea, which is one of the seven churches from Revelation. And that was a hugely impactful place for me as well. And one of the reasons he mentioned is because in Revelation, it's a church that's not doing so well, right? And they're being rebuked, basically saying you need to change your ways. But we never find out what actually happened, if they change or not. And his understanding up until going on this trip was that you know, they probably didn't listen, right? But you can see the evidence from the site that they definitely did listen. They did turn things around because there is a huge church that they just uncovered literally 10 years ago there. And it's from several hundred years after the book of Revelation was written. So it's proof that they did turn things around. They did listen. And from there, we talked about these amazing Bible 
teaching videos that Pastor Anthony does. He's done hundreds of them. He started them in 2020. And the reason he started them is because he wants people to have a better understanding for the Bible, right? It's easy to read something in the Bible and not understand what it means, or maybe you kind of understand. But he goes so deep. I mean, he literally spends two to three hours preparing for each one of these videos, and they're 10 to 15 minutes each. So he goes deep. He does them with excellence. Honestly, in my opinion, they are the best Bible teaching videos that I've ever seen. They've been such a blessing to me in my life, as well as my wife, Brittany, and many other family and friends that I've shared them with. So I highly, highly recommend you go check them out. Uh, You'll be blown away by them. And I'll have the link in the show notes down below so you can go check those out. Uh, They're on YouTube. And I asked him what the biblical role of a man is. And basically, to paraphrase what he said, there's obviously there's a lot more to it than this. But what stood out to me out of what he said is that you need to be somebody that provides a mission for your family, right? You have the responsibility to lead. And one day, God is going to ask you the question, you know, did you have a mission for your family and did you lead them? If you don't have a family yet, by the way, you're not married, then you have a responsibility to have a mission for yourself and to lead yourself. Then I asked him what some of his best habits, his best practices are. Of course, he said daily reading the Word of God. And he has this amazing 30-minute routine, 10-10-10 method that he shared that he didn't come up with, but I love it. So basically, you take 10 minutes to read the Bible, you take 10 minutes to read a devotional, and you take 10 minutes to spend in worship. And that's basically how he starts his day every day, with that 30-minute block Another one of the things that he does is to determine every day to live to his potential, right? And he talked about how a lot of guys just don't have that self-determination anymore. And then the last thing he mentioned was physical health. And I've never heard anybody put it quite like this before, but he said, basically, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, you're essentially giving the enemy a free shot at you every day. I mean, every day you look at yourself in the mirror, every day you, you, you get out of the shower, right? So I've never heard it put quite like that before but I think that was amazing. And then I asked him what a few of his favorite Bible verses are and why. So first one he mentioned was 1 Timothy 6, verse 7, which is, for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And he loves that verse because it's a reminder of him to focus more on who he's becoming versus on material things, right? Because we're not going to be taking anything with us out of this world, right? And also how it's important to focus on storing up treasures in heaven because those are going to be there forever. Not that there's anything wrong with being well off or having a nice car, a nice house or, or things like that. But what is your focus? And making sure it's on eternal things more than temporal things of this world. And the other verse he mentioned was Philippians 4.13 which is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's one of his favorite verses because he really believes that. Like, he actually takes that to heart. And when he reads that, he actually believes that he can do anything. And that leads really well into the last question I asked him, which is, what is your definition of an extraordinary man? And he said, it's a man that dares to believe that all the promises of the Bible are true and they're for him. I love that very clear, concise, short answer, but that is power packed. So I'm going to say it again. If you're listening to this recap episode and you did not listen to the full episode, you are definitely missing out. So make sure you go back and do that. And again, I will have links to everything down below so you can go check out Pastor Anthony's Bible teaching videos on YouTube. You just go to youtube.com forward slash Anthony P. Richards. I'll have the link to that. I'll have the link to his website, anthonyprichards.com. So definitely go check that out. 
guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man Podcast. Here's the thing, you're never going to maximize your potential on your own. So I'm personally inviting you to come and join me in the private Extraordinary Man Facebook group so you can level up your business and your life. Just head over to Facebook and type Extraordinary Man into the search box and it will show up as the first result. Iron sharpens iron and this is the number one place for you to connect with me and other like-minded men who are on a mission to maximize their potential. My goal is to help you become the man God created you to be in all areas of your life. So come and join us in the Facebook group and upgrade your business and your life. I'll see you on the next episode.